This podcast is brought to you with the help of our sponsor, AWeber, the world's leading email marketing and automation provider. Since 1998, AWeber has helped more than 1 million entrepreneurs grow their businesses. Their suite of marketing, automation, and sales tools make it easy to connect with prospects and customers. If you're a team of one, AWeber is still the best option when it comes to marketing your business. The Accidental Entrepreneur is also brought to you through our affiliate relationships with the following sponsors. One of One Productions, the New Jersey-based podcast studio that produces and edits both audio and video podcasts. They sell equipment for the average podcaster and have even created a guesting kit exclusively for our listeners. North Authentic, the conscious hair care marketplace offering the cleanest brands from around the world. The Healthy Place, the e-commerce site with thousands of supplements to help you live a healthier life, along with natural solutions for chronic pain, stress, anxiety, depression, sleeplessness, and much, much more. And be sure to support the podcast by ordering some logo merchandise from our online store. Listen to all of our sponsors' commercials later in this episode and follow their links in the show notes to learn more about their products and services jurisdiction in the state of Texas. So Stacy, let's go back. So you get this contract. I would assume you didn't have any systems in place, right? No. To payroll, <laughs> to track, nothing, right? Nothing. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. It was totally. Build it and they will come. Well, they asked, they came and you had to build it afterward. Right. Yeah. 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 It was a little scary for a while, but, um, but we figured it out and, um, you know, now we're multi-million dollar company and, um, you know, now the pressure is I wake up every day and I know there's 200 officers that want off duty work. Yeah. They they need it. Yeah. And then they're, they're counting on it. So now I've got to keep those contracts coming in and keep, keep the opportunities there because what's different about us is, um, my husband sends out a schedule the first of every month and you, you mark down what days you want to work when you're right. available. Must fill up pretty quickly, right? Yeah. And then he matches that with, with the projects that we have. So, you know, 30 days in advance when you're working, how much you're going to make, when you're going to get paid. Yeah. yeah. So you, as a, as a family, you can budget, you can right. pl- plan on those braces. Yeah, your or, life is better. Or, or vacation or whatever. Now, so. now Stacy, so it's been about six years, right? Because that was 14, that first contract. The information provided in these episodes is for entertainment purposes only. It is not a guarantee of success or to be construed as advice of any kind. You should always seek advice from local licensed professionals before making any decisions. The dictionary defines an entrepreneur as a person who organizes and manages any enterprise, especially a business, usually with considerable initiative and risk. People often start a business without much choice, perhaps due to a job loss or just being dissatisfied at work, and they come up with an idea they just know can be successful. They become entrepreneurs by accident. That is to say their success or failure happens by accident, not with intention. My name is Mitch Beinhacker. I'm a corporate attorney and a business advisor. You're listening to The Accidental Entrepreneur, my podcast about how to achieve success on purpose, not by accident. Join me along with our monthly guests where we share our knowledge and help you get a hold of your business. And now on to today's episode. Hi, I'm Stacey McGovern. I'm CEO and founder of Point Blank Safety Services. We are our marketplace for off-duty work for police officers all over the state of Texas. All right, Stacey. So thank you for connecting with me, uh, coming on the podcast. I think we connected through podcast guests, right? Dot com. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I'm so no, excited. It's good. And and you have a very unique business. I mean, you're in the basically the placement business, but a very, very niche 
you know, business. So maybe we can talk about, well, let's go back a little bit. We can talk about, you know, where you grew up, where your background is and how you got into what you were doing before. Because the whole story about how this whole thing started is fantastic. So you got to go back how it started and the whole thing. So it's all yours. Mike's yours. Okay. Well, yeah. So I was born um, to uh, what I call the original badass, my mom, Lynn Rushing. Um, (laughs) She uh, was an entrepreneur. She started a retail store when I was five months old. So I grew up thinking that everyone's supposed to own their own business. You know, I was in the back room of her stores, you know, wrapping presents at Christmas time at 12 years old and just always knew that that's what I was supposed to do. Right. Um, So I I like to say I was, you know, born with the entrepreneurial bone kind of in my body, if you will. Okay. Um, So I opened my first retail store when I, right out of college, I was 23 years old, bought an existing retail store and failed miserably. Uh, A total, totally shock for jumped me because in and I really like, thought, you know, yeah, ice water, right? Now what what did that store do? Right, I thought I would be a natural. Yeah, of course, everybody it's easy. It was a store. Okay. So it was so it was apparel. <laughs> well, my mom, yeah, my mom did it in a small town of Abilene, Texas. She grew one store into five. Okay. It was tiny little West Texas town with no industry. And so, of course, I thought, well, if she can do it, I can do it, you know. Yeah. I'm sure and, she never um, had obstacles or bumps in the road or failures. Not none of that. It's all worked out, right? Right. Well, and at 23, you know, you have this ego that of course. you don't want to ask for help because of course you know what you're doing and Of course, you have 23 and, um, years of experience, 12 of which were as a long, young child. Right. And right. um it was also exactly the same time that a little bitty company called Victoria's Secret launched all over America in every shopping mall. Yeah. So, um, you know, they could sell it for what I could buy it for. So there was no competing. Right. So yeah, it was just, just a total failure. Um, luckily got out of there without ruining my credit and was okay. able to sell things off for, for everything. But, um, from there I went into, but you learned uh, a lot, sales, right? Which was, Don't you always learn I a lot did. from oh failures? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's sure. a big growing well, experience. I don't, call it, I don't even, I don't even truly call it a failure because without it, I wouldn't, wouldn't have be where you ended are. up. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and by the way, would, at 23, great time to fail. Not great when you're right. 43, but it happens anyway. But 23 is a great, you know, you're, you're young. It's time to learn. And here you go. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and I, I say all the time, if I had had the success I have now at 23, I wouldn't have appreciated it. Right. I would have so, you no know. No perspective. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely. everything happens when it's supposed to, but right. um. After after the retail store, I went into outside sales, which turned out to really be my calling. It, it turned out that um, I didn't know at the time, but I didn't really like sitting back and waiting for customers to come to me. I really like the the um, hunt and the drive, if you will, of of outside sales and going and and really um, selling as much as you want to earn. Right. You know, so it was really I really learned a lot. I was with Nextel for many many years, which is the if you don't know the cell phone with the walkie-talkie, I remember. In. Yeah, remember Nextel. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, and I won tons of awards, and you know, was really um, uh, great at it, if you, yeah. if you will. And uh, out in the little town of Abilene, and I remember I was at an awards ceremony, and the the CEO of Nextel Partners, you know, called me up, and in front of everyone, he said, "You know, Stacy, if you can do this in a tiny little town like Abilene, what could you do if you were in a bigger market?" Right. And that one statement, it's always that one thing that someone says to you, like it's stuck with me forever. I was always like, you know, what could I do if I right. was in a bigger market? That's a challenge. And that's how, yeah, that's how we ended up in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Okay. So yeah, so I married a police officer and um okay. 
that was a whole new experience for me. I'd never been in the law enforcement um, family, if you will. Okay. So being a police wife was, was all new and I was still in commissioned outside sales and he was a police officer in a small town. So his, his pay was very low. So I learned really quickly what a lot of people don't know about police officers is that they rely on off duty work to really make ends meet, especially in the smaller, smaller communities and towns. They just, especially in Texas, I guess they just right. don't make that much money. Yeah. So you know, it was really hard as kind of the CEO of my family to budget um, because we we really counted on this off-duty work to uh, fill the gap, and we never knew when it was coming. We never knew when. He so was it was very haphazard, like. Mm-hmm, absolutely, yeah. never knew. No planning. You know, he would come home from a twelve-hour shift and get a call. Hey, can you work off-duty? Um, you know, and sometimes it'd be right after he popped a beer or whatever. He's like, "Gosh, if I'd only known, you know, right? I could have planned." And yeah, you know, sure. Had a life, right? There's no consistency, (laughs) right? There's no system you can plug yourself into and say, hey, I'll do off-duty work, and then they'll put you on the board. It it was just all over the place. Right, and then you never knew when you were going to get paid. You know, it might take months to get the check. So I said to my husband um, back in 2012, I said, you know, there's got to be a better way. There's just got to be a better way, uh, you know, a better way for this this." off-duty stuff to happen. And so I came up with this idea of a marketplace for off-duty work for police officers and being an outside salesperson. I said, you know, I can get the contracts with the, the, um, corporations and companies and my husband being a police officer, he had all the police contacts. So I just thought, you know, it was a perfect yeah, match. Perfect. Um, so, um, and you're a salesperson. It fits you well. You're going to go out and sell these jobs and get these people to sign up, right? Yeah, easy peasy, right? Yeah, right. Well, it's never that easy, but yeah, <laughs> you know that by that point, you knew that it wasn't that easy. Right. Or somebody else would have done it, right? Right. So, I, yeah. I, I came up with a name, Point Blank Safety Services. I created a business card, and that was really it, right? Because I still had to work my full time job. I had still had two kids to raise. My husband right. was a police officer, he was never home. Right. So, I still had all the, the other stuff. So, you know, I spent two years from in from 2012 to 2014 just pounding the streets in every spare moment that I had with my idea and my business card going, right. I know I can make this happen. Now, what and, kind of businesses were you calling on at that point? Well, that's the thing. I found out that TxDOT, Texas Department of Transportation, uses or requires police officers on highway construction sites. They require them to For security. Protect- the construction workers okay. and the traveling public. So right. for laying closures and to follow the striping uh, vehicles and all that kind of stuff. Right. So, so said, it wasn't okay. like you couldn't hire a security company that had security people that weren't off duty. You had to hire off duty police. officers. Yes. Okay. Police active duty police were required. So I knew there was a need now how to get convinced them about my idea. Cause at that time they were going through the actual city. So they would call like city of Dallas and say, Hey, I'm going to need 10 officers tonight for, um, you know, highway construction in Dallas. Right. Well, um, the thing with that was, is that first of all, that required a full-time person within that construction company to schedule to right. 1099 to pay, you know, all that. The second thing is if anything happened in the city of Dallas, they would pull their officers from the construction site and take them to that, that scene or that event that was going on. So it wasn't right. reliable for these construction companies. So, and who's the, who's the company dealing with? Like Dallas doesn't have one precinct, right? They got multiple. So they're calling who they're calling. mm -hmm. Yeah. They're calling, asking for an off duty coordinator, just trying to get in every precinct. Mm -hmm. Oh, so it's all over the place. Right. Okay. And here's the thing too. Sometimes, um, the departments wouldn't let the officers use their cars out of their County. 
So, you know, they may be building a highway from Dallas to Denton, but they can only use Dallas officers in, in Dallas County. They can only use Denton officers. In, uh, so, I mean, it was a nightmare. Total right. Nightmare. So then you got to change and get new people. And okay. right. So when I was finally able to get in front of some of these um, project managers for these construction companies and tell them my idea, hey, you're going to have one point of contact. These are going to be guys that are already uh, wanting to work off duty. So they've dedicated the night to off duty right. for you. They're not going to be pulled from the job site. They've been approved by their chief. You know, we do all the invoicing. We do all the, the payroll, all of that for you. Right. you. You have one point of contact and one invoice monthly. You could see literally the light bulbs going off in their yeah, head. They're everybody like, would do this. Yeah. They're like, oh my gosh, I could free up that person that's doing that now for something that's revenue generating. Right. right. Yeah. So I spent two years, you know, <laughs> pitching it and pitching. It. Okay. That <laughs> and, was from um, 12 to 14. That's what yeah, you were doing. Okay. Yeah. And then, and I had one company that had just, it was a joint venture that had just won a contract to build um, an additional lane from Dallas to Denton on I-35. And okay. they had given us multiple meetings, but they never told me for sure they were going to you know, go with me, you know, it would be, I mean, I, I was a startup. It was my first. Right. But you're a salesperson. So you're a closer. So you're trying to get the close, right. The, the buy-in that, the, yeah. And it's not happening. Yeah. At one point I actually had all, all of our friends um, show up at their offices in their, their police cars with their lights going just to, you know, really win them over. But um, so I still, you know, never got the, yeah, we're definitely going to use you never got the for sure, but kept having these meetings and plugging on and hoping and praying. And anyway, craziest thing ever. I was in the bathroom September of 2014. I was getting now you've ready. basically given up. You're like, this isn't going to happen. Well, it's kind of, I mean, I still believe still in lingering it. out there. Yeah. Okay. I, still, I hadn't totally given up, but I think like my husband was like, Oh, we'll just end up with a, a little security job here or there, you know, or whatever. And, um, you know, he was supportive, but he didn't really think as big as I did. But anyway, I'm in the bathroom getting ready for work and the doorbell rings and it's FedEx with a package for point blank safety. Right. You have to understand point like safety didn't get packages. It was right. me it was and a, a startup. It didn't exist. You didn't get yeah. right. it was me and a business card. So like, like what the hell? A package for point yeah. like safety. So I open it up and it's a three hundred page contract for one point five million dollars to use our officers on a three year project to build that that extra lane uh, on the highway from Dallas Was it a to proposal? Denver. Or was no, it literally a contract to it was sign? A signed, contra executed contract. Oh my God. So you're like, I got to get a lawyer to look at this. This is whatever. <laughs> 300 what pages. Heck? Oh yeah. my God. That's so a great it, story. Then it's kind of though, be careful what you wish for. Right. You just might get it. Right. You didn't ease into it. Right. So it, here's the thing. They wanted us to start in two weeks. Oh my right? God. Yeah. Well, Did you have the officers on contract, like waiting for jobs? No, because you didn't have the jobs, right? Right. And you need a chicken and an egg issue. It's like, right. Yeah. What comes okay. first? You know, you got to have the work to get the people. You got to have the people to get the work. So luckily, law enforcement is a really tight family and, you know, news spreads really quick. And so we were able to get the word out pretty fast that we had won this contract. And right. Everybody wants the work. So that's not hard. Yeah. So that yeah. was that was kind of the easier part of it. The hard part was you start reading through this contract and realize that they require $5 million in insurance just right. to set foot. That's on hard. And for people listening, that's very hard for a new business that is no revenue. You know, it's very hard to get, to get insurance like that. Yeah. Yeah. It costs about $15,000 for, for 5 million right. uh, policy. And uh, we didn't have $15,000, you know, right. we were paycheck to paycheck. So, um, and this, I like to point this out because this is the place where many people would just give up. 
Yeah. They would go, well, I don't have $15,000. They want us to start in two weeks. I tried. It didn't work. You know, could you oh premium well. finance it? Like where you got to pay a portion up front, but probably still have to pay 25%, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. still a lot of money for us. Yeah, so, sure. But me, I was like, no, there's no way $15,000 is going to stop me from changing my life. Oh, excuse me. And you have a one point, <coughs> well, you got a $1.5 million contract on your, you got to be able to find somebody <laughs> who's going to loan you the money basically based on a purchase order. That's what you have. You have a PO, right? right. Okay. So I'm right. just talking out loud. Okay. Yeah, no, it's true. So we, we um, sold everything. I mean, everything. We yeah. had a garage sale, I think every day for two weeks. Uh, we sold a, a old car. We had, I mean, we sold everything. And still after all that, I think we were a couple of thousand dollars short. And so we borrowed from some credit cards and, and then some friends stepped up that said, Oh my gosh, I want, I want to see right. what's happening to you. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So we were able to make it happen. That's like real bootstrapping, Stacy. like really bootstrapping. You're like selling your kids toys <laughs> to get the business going. And it's then so true though. It's, so true because it, it's just stuff, right? And, yeah. and you can get more stuff. You can buy it back can, later on. Yeah. Later. So that's what we did. Um, we went from, uh, you know, having everything to having nothing and starting completely over, but we were able to. Well, you had a $1.5 million contract. <laughs> well, true, true. You had that. True. And now the cool thing is that this has grown uh, over the years. We now employ over 200 police officers all over the state of Texas. We wow, have about 12 contracts. Uh-huh. Yeah. we're And they're all basically construction contracts on public highways. That's right. And focus. some security. We do, do okay. sec- security for um, a lot of construction sites have the big heavy equipment and batteries and copper and all that. And they want right, that they protected. Have it watched. Sure. Right. So, and, and nowadays people don't want a, a guy with a flashlight. They want an actual police officer that can detain, right. arrest, take action. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's grown. grown so even off duty, they can do that? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. okay. Absolutely. They have full jurisdiction in the state of Texas. So Stacy, let's go back. So you get this contract. I would assume you didn't have any systems in place, right? No. To payroll, <laughs> to track, nothing, right? Nothing. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. It was totally. Build it and they will come. Well, they asked, they came and you had to build it afterward. Right. Yeah. 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 It was a little scary for a while, but, um, but we figured it out and, um, you know, now we're multi-million dollar company and, um, you know, now the pressure is I wake up every day and I know there's 200 officers that want off duty work. Yeah. And they, they need it. Yeah. And then they're, they're counting on it. So now I've got to keep those contracts coming in and keep, keep the opportunities there because what's different about us is, um, my husband sends out a schedule the first of every month and you, you mark down what days you want to work when you're right. available. Must fill but, up pretty quickly. Right. Yeah. And then he matches that with with the projects that we have. So, you know, 30 days in advance when you're working, how much you're going to make, when you're going to get paid. Yeah. yeah. So you, as a, as a family, you can budget, you can right. pl- plan on those braces. Yeah, or, your life is better. Or, or vacation or whatever. Now, so. now Stacy, so it's been about six years, right? Cause that was 14, mm-hmm. that first contract. So are there other companies that cropped up that do what you do or still not really? Well, there's some that are trying for okay. sure. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, there's some that are out there doing it without the, the proper insurance and right, of course. It's you know, the all case. that kind of stuff. So um typically, you know, I, I kind of embrace competition and I just, you know, if I run across No, it, it shows that there's a marketplace for it. Yeah, there's right. no question about it. And I always, you know, if I'm in a, in with a client and they say, Well, we just signed with, you know, so and so competitor, I always say that's great. Just right. let me be the backup. Yeah, vendor. you never you never put off competitors because it always comes back to haunt you, you know. Well, and if you just say let me be the backup vendor, right. then when when they can't fill it 
or you find out they don't have the right insurance or whatever. They fell on their face. They come to me and then um, they end up being a client for life because we do it the right way. Yeah. And um, so, yeah. Yeah. You know, I think what's great about it. So obviously when I was introduced to you, I I get a whole list of people. I'm looking through different interesting businesses. I'm like, oh, that's, that's interesting. I don't, because my, so my mom, my wife's father who passed away when she was 21 was a, um, narcotics detective in the Bronx. Okay. And they eventually moved to Florida and he started his own security business because I think his wife said, you're going to end up dead one day and I don't want to have to raise kids without you. So right. they moved to Florida, but I didn't know him. So I don't know the whole you know, world of police officers, but I, I do work for some of the officers in our area. And I know that it's, so it's not only you're making a good living and you're running a good business, but you're really helping a lot of people that help our community, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, is, are there other communities that are doing this or that have the need well, they must have the need, right? Because every community must have police officers that want off-duty work. Right. But right. do they yeah, all have the same rules? Like where you, if you're doing a highway contract, you have to have off-duty in Louisiana and, you know, in Colorado and Nevada. Is, is it pretty much the same? Well, no, every state's different as far okay. as jurisdiction. So okay. Texas um, and Nevada, there's, there's several that where um, police officers have jurisdiction all over the state. There's a lot of states, though, where police officers only have jurisdiction in their county where they're a police officer. So that makes it harder to do what we do because we might bring someone in from, you know, Cleburne, Texas to work up in Dallas or whatever. Um, And since they have full jurisdiction all over the state, it makes it easier to fill um, the off duty does it, it wouldn't be impossible in, in some of those other states, but it more would logistics. be logistics more challenging for sure. So you working within your your blueprint is within Texas. You're not working in moment, another state. Yeah, at the moment we're we're um, talking to some uh, contractors in Nevada okay. uh, because they have the same uh, rules as Texas. So we're looking to expand. We uh, we always want to grow and help more police, help more families. Right, but it's the um, kind of business lends itself. You don't need an office in Nevada, right? I mean, right. You, everything's computerized and it's all remote, virtual. The people are sent here, the contractors sign, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. You just need a, a, you know, manager to manage the, you know, the poli- police officers so you can check up on them and so forth. But yeah, yeah. Um, I would love to expand in Nevada. We have several, several of our big contracts. The companies operate in Nevada. So we're, we're working on it one step at a time. Right. For I sure. wonder if at some point you could get uh, you don't need offices, but you could get like regional salespeople who are working on commission and bringing these contracts in, you know, to for sure to yeah. get them out there. Yeah, I would love to to continue to grow it. You know, somebody asked me, um, you know, what my uh, plan is, you know, for retirement. And I was like, what? I'm, I'm having too much fun. I know. I was like, I'm having too much fun. I'm not yeah. even thinking about retirement. I, I love making money. I love waking up. I wake up every day in a, in a new world, ready to to make things happen. And, you know, I'm a... I have a friend that calls me a GSD get shit done person. I love that term. <laughs> that's great. So, uh, so that's me. And that's what, that's what keeps me going. I think if I didn't have so much going on, I, I would be miserable. Here's a word from our sponsors. Looking to promote and grow your business, or perhaps you're just getting started and want to hit the ground running. Email marketing is a great place to start. You can earn $32 for every dollar spent. AWeber is the best choice for email marketing and automation. From maintaining a subscriber list to building drip campaigns and landing pages, AWeber gives you the tools and integrations you need to make marketing effective and fun. As our partner and sponsor, we use all their tools to promote this podcast and market our law firm. If you think of yourself as a team of one, 
AWeber is still your best choice for an online marketing tool. Looking to get into podcasting? Maybe to market your business for your own enjoyment or because you have a message you want to get out there. One of One Productions is a New Jersey-based studio just over the George Washington Bridge that caters to the booming business of podcasting. They offer a comfortable atmosphere using the latest technology available to record your podcast. And they are a full-service media company offering both audio and video production services, creating both audio and video podcasts as well as video shorts for business and personal use. Professional audio equipment packages are available through their website for all budgets. And be sure to check out their podcast guesting kit created specially for our listeners. Do you battle chronic pain, stress, anxiety, or depression? Well, if you take any supplements or you're interested in natural alternatives, you need to know about findyourhealthyplace.com. Find Your Healthy Place has thousands of supplements to help you live a better quality of life, as well as natural solutions for chronic pain, stress, anxiety, depression, sleeplessness, and much, much more. Need guidance? Use their live chat feature and talk to a wellness consultant right on their website. And be sure to use our coupon code TAEPODCAST for all your purchases to get the best prices at findyourhealthyplace.com. Follow their links in the show notes to learn more about all of our sponsors. And now back to our show. Yeah. But what we haven't touched on is that in 2017, um, because of all our success and because we've been so blessed, you know, my husband and I looked at each other and we said, you know, how can we pay this forward or pay, give it back or whatever? Yeah. And so we started our own nonprofit called Blue Family Fund. Right, that's behind you. Now, yeah. People will be listening to this an audio <laughs> podcast, but that's the logo behind you. Yeah, and um, it's a self-funded nonprofit. We don't okay. take any salaries out of it or anything like that. All, we pay all the bills ourselves. Um, but every single dollar donated goes to uh, help a family of a first responder, either through a scholarship or through financial aid. That's great. Um, for fallen or injured families, um, families of fallen or injured first responders. That's within Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, I mean, we just started in tech and we're, we're yeah. still really new. Right. Um, we gave out a $5,000 scholarship at the first responders bowl in December. And we've been able to help about seven families of fallen or injured police officers over the, the couple of years we've been, been doing it. So, um, you know, we're just trying to spread the word about it and let people know what we're doing. And that if right. you give a penny, a penny goes to a family. We don't, we don't take anything. Right. So we'll, so in the show notes, we'll put a link to the blue family fund. Anybody wants to support, make donations. Um, I think it's very top of mind now, right now, because of all the stuff that's going on with, yeah, with first responders, police, fire, and all the medical workers. I think it's great. So you, so you do raise outside funds and then you guys cover all the costs of the organization. So all the money goes to. So that all the donations can actually go. You know, we did a lot of research before we started it and there's, there are some great charities out there. So don't get me wrong, but there are a lot where the majority of the money just goes to overhead. Oh yeah. And so they're not really helping anyone um, or not many people at least. Right. So we, d- we just said, you know, let's just do our own and just give every single dollar that we get back um, to someone in need. And right now the needs are um, a lot more than the money. You know, we Always. have more needs than, than cash, but, right. um, but yeah, if we can get the word out there of what we're doing and, and uh, trying to pay it forward, you know, my, my granddad always said, you get what you give in life. Yeah. And it, it's really true. Really yeah, that's true. for sure. So you're on your third year of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. All right. Well, we'll definitely put a, you know, a link and how people can donate and maybe some information about the, the fund and, and so yeah. forth. So, so what are your, like, what's, 
are you busier now because of what's going on with the coronavirus situation or is as projects been halted because of that or some have been halted some of okay. the security side you know there's we had some um retail and um okay. and breweries and stuff that we were servicing that have closed down so they right. don't have a need at the moment but um, you know, highway construction in Texas, I don't know if you know this, but you know, there's two seasons in Texas. It's winter or highway construction. There's <laughs> nothing else. That's funny. So um, the need for high, the highway construction, the traffic control is still there. The security has halted a little bit. So, I mean, we're definitely down for the year right. um, a little bit, but you know, we're hoping to bounce back and, um, sure. and come back even stronger. Maybe, like I said, expand on to some other states and, yeah. and uh, keep this going. See if are, we can- are the officers more available right now or they're busier because of what's going on? Are they more available? A lot of them are more available. Some have been furloughed and, and different things because of all this, but, um, but luckily they still have their commission so they can work for us. I guess um, you're right. Cause people are at home. So there's, mm-hmm. there's less accidents. There's no crime, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, departments going. are really going down to, um, you know, bare bones staff. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the government's trying to save money. They're all running out of money. Yeah. So you, so you serve even a greater service now. Yeah. They're really, a lot of them are really relying on us uh, right now to, to uh, make it through this. So we're working hard to make sure we still have the work and, um, you know, keep everybody working. Right. So if there's anybody in other States that you're not in and they have a, you know, a a spouse who's a a police officer and they're looking or a fireman, I don't know, whatever, and is looking for off duty work or how to do this, would you be willing to talk to them and, Sure. Uh, maybe like, work with them. They can become part of your network, I guess. Sure. Like I said, I'm open to expansion and, um, you know, like we want to make franchise type of a thing. Yeah. We want to make it, uh, you know, we want to serve as many, as many police as we can. And right. we've kind of found our niche and we found, you know, the perfect process to do it. Right. Um, well, that's what successful. makes it franchisable because you have the systems. I would mm-hmm. think the biggest obstacle is creating the systems and getting the customers, getting the police officers, is probably easy because they all want work, right? It's right. more the coordination of the systems and running the systems that make it much more difficult to somebody who says, Oh, I want to start this myself. And they're not as driven as you. It's maybe more daunting than you were like, we got to do this, you know? Right. Well, and luckily my husband is the, you know, Excel brain, if you will, I'm the salesperson. So I can right. find a sale, close it. And then, you know, now what? Um, right. but he, he has all you know, he has the scheduling down. He has the process down. He, um, he loves that. That's his world. You know, I think, uh, some people are just right. have that, that type of, um, brain. I don't for sure, but luckily we work, we make a good team and he's able to, to get those schedules out and plug people in where they need to go. And, um, yeah, it's just, just made it simple. Right. So here's the big question. So where do you go from here? Like, what are you, what are your What's your six month, 12 month, two year plan? <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, we're besides we're, continuing to place people and deal right. with all the I chaos. Mean, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. Right. And um, we still have, like I said, we are, we currently have about 12 contracts running, okay. um, you know, current and in place. We would love to break in more into the Houston market. That's um, we just partnered with a surveillance company that does video um, monitoring with surveillance and, um, it's kind of a great partnership because, um, you know, sometimes you need cameras and then sometimes you need boots on the ground. So right. um, that's been a good referral partner for us. And we're looking for more of those type referral partners. We're looking for um, anyone that's maybe not 
not happy with how they're having to get get police officers at the current time. You know, maybe they're they're the ones struggling um, with all the coordination. You know, and nobody right. wants a hundred officers calling them at three in the morning and saying, "Where's my check?" Um, yeah. <laughs> so we do all that for you. We take those phone calls and we manage that whole process for you. So, so. how many employees do you have now? Employees, we have about five. Okay. Um, and then uh, all the police officers, obviously, are right. No, I'm not counting. Yeah. Right. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. talking about office people to help with the administration and all the yeah all the stuff that goes on. Yeah. So, is um, what's the life cycle of a of a customer? So, if you meet somebody or you meet a contract construction company that does highway construction, um, they're like, okay, well, two weeks from now, we need people, or does it take does it still take two years to go back and forth to get these people. Well, no, now, you know, I know how to manipulate the um, TxDOT site so I can see projects when they're bidding, who's uh, bidding, then then there's a letting date, which means a, an award date okay. for whatever company. So if I'm not already working with that company and they're not reaching out to me saying, hey, we got this project, um, you know, it's going to start on this date, then I can reach out to them and say, hey, do you know about us? And same, you know, I, I recently have been really looking at the the Nevada dot um, website and and same thing. So you can really go in there. It's it's a it's a pain to manipulate their sites. They're not that easy to unless you know what you're looking for and know the right. right terminology and all that. But luckily, I'm I'm to the point where I I do. So I'm able to go in and really see who's bidding, who's winning. There's also so you can see who's awarded the contracts. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. absolutely, yeah, right. So that's got to be an day. advantage. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then you can, you know, reach out and go from there. And then you can reach out to them. So then you got to find them on the web or get a contact with them. And yeah, but yeah, it's an but, easy approach, right? I mean, well, like, listen, it, you got to have officers. We're the people that do it. Exactly. But it's like any industry, you know, you worked for this construction company for a couple of years and then maybe you transferred to this construction company. So a lot of it is referrals because right. now a guy we worked for two years ago is now with, this other company and so yeah, they take you with them. Right. So right. yeah, it, but it, that's the same in any industry. You get in there and right. you know, it's kind of the same core people. So sure. Well, especially helps. since you guys are the main people doing it and you're good at it and people had good experience that lends itself to, you don't have to beg them for a referral. They're going to be like, well, I don't want to deal with this again. We got to call Stacy. Yep, exactly. You, you know, exactly. That's, that's good. All right. So, um, since this is an entrepreneur's podcast and you're an entrepreneur m- more than once, <laughs> what kind of advice do you have? So somebody starting, let's say generically, because I don't know if they're all going into your business, but what kind of advice do you have that you've learned in terms of starting your own business? So you, you did it when you're 23, you, you failed, but learned a lot of things. And now you started another business. What kind of advice do you have for people that are out there who may be either in a business or starting a business as an entrepreneur? My, my number one piece of advice is um, don't try to do it all. You're not good at everything. Figure out what you're good at and outsource the rest. And the number one um, feedback I get from that is I can't afford to outsource it. You can't afford not to outsource it. Right. Like me. Got to figure it out. Right. My skill is sales. I can sell it. I can bring in the money. But if I'm spending all my time doing payroll or bookkeeping or whatever, then I I'm losing money. I'm losing money. So when I hear someone say, I can't afford to outsource, that's so not true. You have to outsource the things you're not good at. Right. So you have to surround yourself with good people. And if you're not 
running in crowds or groups with successful people, you're never going to find those good people to outsource to either. Right. And, and so, they don't have to be full-time employees. There's all kinds oh, no. of ways to outsource services to get started, right? For sure. And there's so many virtual assistants out there now right. um, that are making a living doing Especially these Especially now, they can't leave their home. So. Right. And, um, and you, you know, you find a good one and one that can do, like, you know, for my business, there's all kinds of certifications. There's DBE and WBE and SBE and all these things that help you win contracts. And it's a lot of work filling yeah. out all that stuff. So if you can get a good virtual assistant that'll help you do that and that is, you know, that's their bag, then I can spend my time, you know, bringing in the dollars, which is really what, what I do best. Right. So you just got to know what, you know, what is your, um, you know, skill, what, what do you, what's, what's your thing in the business? And then you focus on that and then bring other people in to do the rest. Yeah. I think that's one of the problems with business owners, right? Entrepreneurs get started. They're obviously doing everything to start, mm -hmm. but you want to get up to the point where you can bring in other people that are, have the right skills as fast as you can. Absolutely. Well, and you know, I tell people, look at your day, look, you know, take one day and look at what you did all day and then mark what was revenue generating out of all those tasks. And it, it'll tell you in a hurry what you need to outsource. Because if you're That's spending all your time doing Facebook posts and whatever, you're you're doing the wrong thing. Right. Um, I'm not saying Facebook posts or whatever aren't important, but it's it you know, it, it's not. It's twenty dollar an hour work, not two hundred dollar right, an hour. Right. Work. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Right. You can definitely outsource that. So yeah, absolutely. That's my biggest thing. And you know, also people people say you know I can't. A lot of times I hear I can't do that because I don't have enough money or I can't do this because I don't have enough money. You know, you got to get creative. You got to yeah. be able to barter or trade, you know, whatever, um, to get yourself out there. It's, people just, I find aren't willing to think outside the box. Right. Um, and sometimes, you know, when I bought my first lingerie store, I didn't have the full amount. I, I got a small SBA loan and I can't remember how much they were asking for it, but I, I think I, I was able to get all but like $10,000 or something. So okay. I negotiated with them and said, hey, I'll pay you this much up front. And then in six months, I'll give you the other 10000 and have it paid in full. And they were like, sure, great, perfect. Yeah, um, there's always but, a deal to be made. Yeah, so you just got to... That was to buy the store or was that uh -huh. with the landlord? So there that was, was a store that you were buying and operating was an business. Existing store, yes. Yeah. So I was making revenue from day one. So, um, and they knew that they knew how much revenue, you know, was coming in. So, right. but it was, that was my first, my first real negotiation, if you will. And at 23, it was kind of a big deal for me. Yeah. And then I've learned from that my whole life that if there's a will, there's a way you just, there's no question about you've it. got to be willing to ask and, right. and talk about it and, you know, see what you can figure yeah, out. I come across business owners all the time and they're trying to buy this business and, you know, I've been trying to raise the money. I don't have to raise the money. And I said, well, let's take a look at, maybe there's creative ways to do this. And they don't realize that all kinds of deals can be made. Mm -hmm. You can stretch it out. You can do it in increments, do it as you grow. You can give them collateral with the business, whatever you want to do. They just think there's one way of doing it, it meaning they got to raise the money and that's the only way to do it. And that doesn't always work. They'll, there's business owners that'll be like, listen, I don't want to do that. I'm, you got to buy me and that's it. And I'm moving on. But right. there's plenty of people that will, you know, they have somebody who's interested in the business. They're looking to sell. And they will, they will definitely make deals and you have to be creative about it. Like you said, thinking outside the box, which I'm very good at because I've seen tons of situations and I think in the long run too, you're better off than right. giving up, you know, 50% of your company, bringing a partner and this and that, or borrow more money or, you know, whatever bootstrapping means a lot because you don't, you know, you reduce your chance of financial failures or financial troubles later on because you took on too much debt. 
Well, and I find a lot of people aren't willing to just give up the the fluff. You know, there's been so many, I mean, almost every month we sit down and we go through all the expenses and, and we cut out the fluff. I mean, you, you, you've got to be willing to do what it takes. And as soon as COVID hit, you know, we sat down and said, okay, what do we not need? Right. You know, and we got rid of um, a dish and we got rid of, um, you know, several things that were just, Right. I mean, we, we were still paying for a fax service. Who faxes? Nobody. Right. Yeah, I got rid of that when I started my that new. Yeah, car. so we just went, and I think we freed up four or five hundred dollars a month yeah. just by going. We don't need that right now. We don't need that. And and, and your revenue didn't stop. It's continuing. Right. Other people have no revenue right now. Right. I was just trying to be smart. I mean, that's the thing in business. You got to always be thinking ahead. And if you're not looking at your profit and loss statement every single day, right? Um, I don't know what you're doing. Like, I don't, I don't understand. You've got to know what's coming in, what's going out and you've got to be able to plan. You know, I didn't know how bad this COVID thing was going to get right? or what, what exactly was going to happen. Or so, it may resurge, may come right. back. I mean, who knows? You got to be prepared. Yep. Yeah. You know, we don't yep. know what we're facing. Yeah. I, f- I find that a lot of business owners don't know their numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, and they even go on like Shark Tank and they don't know their numbers. I'm like, well, uh, you, you got to be an idiot to go in front of these people. They're going to tear you apart and you tell them your business is worth $10 million and you have no basis for doing that. Right. You don't even realize and you're losing money. And you're in yeah. debt. Yeah. You have a yeah. ton of debt and it's just craziness. But a lot of people, I always say that cash flow hides a lot of problems. And when the mm-hmm. cash flow stops, which is what's happening to a lot of people, all of a sudden the smoke clears and you go, oh my goodness, like there's nothing here. And right. I think some people are going to have to make a d- difficult decision about whether they really were in business before or not. Right. Well, and then some people, you know, they think, oh, well, it's just a $6 star- Starbucks or it's just this, but you got to sit down and add all that up. You know, what could I have done with all yeah. that money in a month? You know, I could have brought on another person to help me do payroll. I could have, you know, helped another family or whatever. So Right. You know, you got to get your priorities in line, especially if you're going to run a business because $6 here and $20 there, it, it adds up right. um, really quickly. Yeah. So, and, you know, I still like it on the worst days, right? You yeah. Know. I still feel like, you know, I'm the CEO of this company, but I'm also the CEO of this family. And I feel like it's my duty, if you will, to make sure the money goes as far as I can make it go. Yeah. I still clip coupons. I still, you know, go for the sales at the grocery store. You know, right. just, I mean, money is so hard to make. Why would you waste it? It is. Like, I know. <laughs> I don't. And you're probably it. in the position now where you don't really have to do those things. You'd be fine, right? You know, but it's in your nature to to be careful my, with your money. It's funny, and goes it's funny that you say that because my husband's always going, like, "What the hell are we doing this?" Right? I know. He's like, "Seriously, Stacey, can we just order what we want to order? Do we have to use right. the coupon?" <laughs> right. Exactly. Do you have to be the coupon lady? Right. You ever see those people where they go online, like what do they call that? Uh, extreme couponing and they go yeah. through the supermarket, literally no, buy crazy. everything for no money. Yeah. And then they you go know. sell it all on Craigslist. Right. Or whatever. I know. So that's craziness, but yeah. that's, a, I'm that's not that bad. Obsession. Yeah. That's like you need therapy for it. You know? Well, I think that's a full-time job in itself. I, don't, I know it puts you out of business. You don't want don't, to do that. I don't want that job, but I, what was it the other day? Oh, I, I bought the off brand Q-tips and my husband came in and he said, do you think we make enough money that we could buy the name brand Q-tips? That's so funny. <laughs> I find like, that the off-brand Q-tips, they like come off the stick. They get stuck in your ear. That's so funny. That's what he said. He's like, seriously, Stacey, can we just buy the, the, the name brand, please? That's really funny. I used to, I had a detailing business back in, uh, I guess, high school and college. And we used to, you know, used to detail things and you need like Q-tips. So we started buying the cheap stuff because we're like, ah, you know, you throw it away. Well, they started coming off of the stick. They would get stuck in the vents. And I'd be like, we can't do this anymore. So we got rid of them. 
and we got the good Q-tip, the real Q-tips. And, uh, you know, that didn't happen. Anymore. And so now Q-tips is going to sponsor the accidental entrepreneur. Maybe. Yeah, that would be. Nice. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> yeah. Johnson and Johnson has its own problems, right? If that's, For yeah, sure. I, think, I think Q-tips are Johnson and Johnson. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. So um, any other advice before we sign off? I've taken up a lot of um, your time. Just go big, you know. Um, Think big. Yeah, go big. You know, you, uh, Steve Harvey. I don't know if you ever listened to him, but um, he's a great motivational speaker as well as comedian. But yeah, you know, he says in life you got to jump. You just got to make that that leap, and um, and you know, you might fail, you might not, but whatever happens, you're going to learn something, right? right? I mean, so, you could be calculated about it, but you still got to take risks in life because you'll never grow and you'll never get out of. You know, I mean, you could keep doing what you're doing and stay safe. But I have, and, I have a good you know. friend that that um, is a business coach and, you know, he puts it out there. He says, you know, if you won the lottery tomorrow, what would you do? And so many people say, oh, then I'd open my business and do this. And no, do it now. You, right. you don't you don't need to win the lottery to open your business or start your nonprofit or right. whatever your plan is. Just just go for it. Go for it. Surround yourself with people that are smart and successful and you'll be smart and successful. That's just the way it works. There's another piece of advice. Surround yourself with successful people. Don't hang around with the turkeys. You can flock with the eagles. Is that what they say? Right. You don't like flock that. with the turkeys. You can soar with the eagles. Yeah. I was on um, Judge Judy as she says. Oh, you're kidding. No, I really was. Um, <laughs> Do they had a, film that in Texas? Is that No, it was in uh, Hollywood, California. Okay. But um, we had a client that didn't pay us. And uh, he said, you know, he wasn't going to pay us. He's going to file bankruptcy. So we are avid Judge Judy watchers. So I said, well, would you go on Judge Judy with us? And he said, oh, that's a win-win for everybody. Because if you win, I don't know if you know, but if you win your case on Judge Judy, she pays it. Or, ah, know, is that what happens. happened? The show pays it? They bring it uh-huh. on? Okay. Yeah. And, th- and they pay you a, a performance fee and they pay for your meals and they pay for your flight and your hotel and everything. Right. So it was a win-win. I mean, he got a free trip to... California and got his bill paid and I went on judge Judy, but the, the funny part about the judge is she, but just, you didn't know if they would take you have to apply to the show and yeah, you apply and then right. they call you and they said, yeah, we definitely want you. This case is judge. Judy loves police. And this is a different case than we ever get. Cause they usually just get, you know, I didn't get my deposit back and stuff like that. Okay. So she was really excited to have it, but um, she was talking and he was telling the days that we worked for him and, and he was giving the wrong days. And so I, I spoke up and I said, Judge Judy, I have, and I was going to say, I ha- I have the actual schedule where, where he worked, but I didn't get it out. I went, Judge Judy, I have. And she goes, does it look like you're losing? <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> so that's my claim to fame. I was shushed by Judge Judy. <laughs> that's a real good example of thinking outside the box. Here you got somebody can't pay you mm-hmm. and you found a place to get the money for him so you could get paid. Yeah. That's a fantastic story. Yeah, she she tore him up. It was pretty brutal, but... Um, he did get his bill paid and he got a free vacation. So, because he basically he knew he owed the money, he just didn't oh, yeah. have it. Yeah. yeah. He told, he sat on the stand and said, Well, I thought Stacy was working pro bono for me. What? And, and Judge Judy said, You're full of baloney. You're just yeah. full of baloney. That's so funny. So he would, he hadn't, he had threatened to file bankruptcy, but he hadn't filed bankruptcy. Well, I kept calling him saying, You know, can we work this out? Can we do payment? Or what can we do? You know, I had to pay the officers. I, I need to get, you know, compensated. Yeah. And, um, and he said his last uh, conversation was with me was, I'm just going to file bankruptcy if you keep hounding me 
and you'll never get your money. And then you proposed. And then I said, well, let's figure How much did out. he owe you? Do you remember? Oh, it was like $2,600. It wasn't, oh, it wasn't that much. No, it was just yeah. that he had a um, haunted house and he hired us to do security for that oh, okay. Halloween week. So it wasn't a lot of money, but right. you know, I, I deserved it. I wanted to, to get paid. Well, you so. made it and you made a point. Yeah. Yeah. So it was more like a pop-up business seasonal type of thing. Well, it was just, yeah, he was, and I knew him from um, a friend or whatever. And he said he was going to start this haunted house, but he wanted to have security and, you know, it didn't go well. He didn't make any money, but uh, you know, right. you still got to pay people. Right. Yeah. Probably not something you would actively seek out as a customer, but. Right. Right. It was just a friend of a friend and he called and I said, okay, sure. You know, it was just a few days. I didn't, I really didn't dream he wouldn't, wouldn't pay us, but. Then he didn't anyway. make any money. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happens. All right. So um, I want to thank you for coming on. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Accidental Entrepreneur. Opening and closing music written and performed by Howie Moscovich and made to order music. For more information about Howie and his music services, please follow the link in our show notes. If you like the podcast, please tell others about us. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on Amazon Music, Spotify, and most of the other podcast directories. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review and feel free to share our episodes on social media. If you have any questions or comments, ideas for the show, or you'd even like to appear as a guest, reach out to us by email at info at The Accidental Entrepreneur is hosted by Mitch Beinacker and produced by Beinacker Law. If you'd like to learn more about our business and legal services, you can find us on social media or visit our website at beinackerlaw.com. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our feed to be notified of all future episodes.